Should leaders confess? Hear me out here. When we usually talk about confession, we talk about personal confession and personal repentance. But what about leadership? If a leader confesses, will we see that as a sign of weakness? If true revival should occur, perhaps we need to witness confession and repentance all at levels. Not just the ones that are legally safe, but the ones that allow us to heal. The question is, how strong is your Christian faith when your position may not survive the truth? Look at the Sons of Thunder. They were willing to forget which side of the throne they should get in order to work for the good of the gospel. Because if revival were to truly begin, someone needs to stand on biblical principle, biblical truth, and not for human power or the ascension to it. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Hi, and welcome to Sabbath School University. My name is Sarah May Clone, and I am your host for the day, and I would like to introduce the panel, or rather have them introduce themselves. I'm so happy you're all here. Um, and while you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe what is one thing you're sorry you did. Go. Well, my name is Ty Davis. Hey, and, Ty uh, Davis. Yeah, hi. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm from the the West Coast, from Walla Walla, Washington. Ooh. And uh, you know, when I think about things that I'm sorry I did, I guess uh, one thing that comes to mind is I'm sorry about the way that I sometimes treated my siblings while we were growing up. Are you the oldest sibling? I am. And, yeah. And sometimes that wasn't a good I'm thing. I'm the youngest sibling. Oh. <laughs> I apologize on behalf of all of the kidding. older ones. <laughs> Just kidding. I love my brother. That's a good thing to feel bad about. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, um, I'm Sarah Kutanko, and uh, I'm from Barron Springs, Michigan, small town, nice. country girl. Hey. It's kind of it's kind of nice. Um, one thing that I'm sorry for. That's a really hard thing to think about. I guess it would be. Um, Supposedly, I killed my brother's car today, so I guess I'm sorry for that. <laughs> but, That's a good apology. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those things happen. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here, Sarah. My name is Denry, Denry White. I'm from the other uh, West Coast, the West Indies. Oh, hey. It's Jamaica. And um, I am sorry that my team did not make it to the playoffs this year. Yeah. yeah, we should talk about that. Because yeah. <laughs> we have rivaling teams. That's the only Anyways, thing I'm sorry about. Moving on. I don't want to give your team too much time on the air, all right? So we need prayer at this point. <laughs> we do. <laughs> so, Ty, if you wouldn't mind reading our scripture and then praying for us. Sure. The scripture is uh, Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13. And it reads, He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Let's pray. Gott, ich danke dir, dass wir hier zusammen sein können, die Bibel zu lesen und zu studieren. Und wir beten, dass du hier bei uns bist und bleibst. In Namen Jesus. Amen. Amen. I have no clue what just happened, but it was awesome. What language? That was German. German. I know. Guten Tag. That's very good. I know. <laughs> and Guten Morgen. <laughs> We're getting real crazy. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So we're on lesson six, as you know, because we are here to discuss lesson six. So it's on confession and repentance, the conditions of revival. Um, and yeah, there's probably a lot that can be said on this. So we might as well dig right in. 
Um, so I have a question. What is the difference between confession and repentance? Confession and repentance. You know, when you I was jump right when in I was, there, when I was younger, I used to get that confused. Okay. I thought it was both the same. You know, so I guess if I confessed, I meant I repented. Mm -hmm. But I found out that confess is just admitting that you're wrong. You know, um, First John, chapter First John chapter one, mm -hmm. Jesus says, well, Scripture says, if if we confess our sins, He is faithful to forgive. You know, that's verse nine. So if we confess it, just admit that we're wrong, you know, God is willing to forgive us. Mm -hmm. Repentance is now, I've seen that he's forgiven me, so let me change. Let me make attempts to, uh, to, to, to live better or nice. to do, do better. To, let me turn from my wicked way. No, that's great because I think so often we do just kind of mush them together yeah. and think they're the same thing. So that's a really cool way of looking at it. Um, I also can see it, I suppose, as one of them being more of an action. Yeah. Like repentance requires more <laughs> of a follow-up, not just be like, hey, sorry, hmm, but actually meaning it and then doing something about it. So yeah. Sometimes you see a difference between confession and repentance like in a, in a courtroom scene mm -hmm. where some uh, cold-blooded killer or something says, yeah, I did it, mm -hmm. and I'd do it again if I could. And, and that's a big difference between confession, saying that you've done it, yeah. mm -hmm. and being sorry for it, you know, mm -hmm. coming from your heart. So so does repentance mean that you're sorry completely? I think it comes out of an act of um, remorse. Oh, okay. That there is this, uh, and I would say it's the Holy Spirit that's is urging you to change your bad mm -hmm. habits. You know, when you repent, and that I think that's one of the problems now with when you water down Christianity, people just want to say that they want just Jesus, just give me Jesus. Mm -hmm. But they don't want to follow him and change their lifestyle. They don't want to be repentive. They just want Jesus. They just want His forgiveness, mm -hmm. but they do not want to change. And I think that's, I'm glad that we're doing this lesson to discuss that, that we, there needs to be some repentance. Awesome. There needs to be some brokenness of heart. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we've been studying Romans for the last few weeks in a, in a class that I'm in, and, and we're, we've been talking about how Paul talks about how uh, what the human race really needs mm -hmm. is to have a broken heart before God. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's, that encompasses the idea of repentance quite well. Absolutely. And how often do we actually have a broken heart when we repent? Because I know I'm really good at admitting when I'm wrong, which is almost <laughs> to a fault. Like I'll almost claim it before I know it's wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I messed that one up. <laughs> and they're like, no, we came to tell you it was great. Oh, <laughs> you know. So it's easy for me, my personality type sometimes to just like yeah. claim it, but not look deeper into it and like, let it truly affect me because I think sometimes I've messed up so much in my yeah. life that it becomes routine to be like, oh, I'm sorry about that, but it hasn't affected me to the core. And so I think that's interesting that you says, you know, break you. Why are confession and repentance so difficult then? You know, we talk about these things, you know, kind of nonchalantly at times, but why has it become so difficult? Um, I think it's a, it's a thing about, you know, you have to be okay with yourself and know that that's really something mm. that you messed up on and something mm. that you need to confess and you need to ask for forgiveness for. And I think that a lot of times people are, they're self-conscious about what they've done or they're just, they're afraid that people are gonna judge them for even asking forgiveness for something that they've done wrong. Very interesting point. Yeah, I think it's often really easy um, to base your self-worth off of not having messed up recently or to do something well. And so to have to like break yourself down once more, it, yeah, you do have to have some kind of inner strength. Yeah.
to piggyback on this side. The reason why it's difficult is because of, I think it's pride. Mm. You know, human nature, like you said, uh, you know, our pride. You know, we, no, we don't, we do not want to admit we were wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think about sometimes, you know, if my wife and I get into a disagreement, and I realize that she was right, which is ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> um, <So> she's watching. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm um, so. I, 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 and then when I realized, okay, she was wrong, I was wrong, it's kind of hard to go back to her and like, after you did mm-hmm. all that defense of yourself mm-hmm. to say, okay, you're right. Yeah. It's hard. It's <laughs> the but, worst. But, but, but once, it's, once you get it out, mm-hmm. it's the best feeling ever. Yeah. And I think it's funny because I don't know about you guys, but whenever I see someone that has fought for something and then they come back and they're like, man, I was totally wrong about that and I apologize. I, I just have so much respect for them. Mm-hmm. Like, you did not have to come and admit that because at yeah. this point I was believing I was wrong. But the fact that you came back and you were the bigger man, if you will, and took it, that's it's pretty legit. Just working with mental health and I realized a lot of times some of my um, students, um, if they would apologize, the other person is not so forgiven. Mm-hmm. So another time they were like, why should I waste my why would I degrade myself or you know, humble myself so low mm-hmm. to apologize to this person that's not going to forgive me? And then you seem like the beggar. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sarah. You know, I'm really sorry. You know, so it's like you're embarrassing your friend, yourself in front of everyone. And mm-hmm. then this person is not that willing to forgive. Yeah. So that's another reason why we may not feel that that person will forgive us. Right. Like maybe they don't deserve the apology. Yeah. Exactly. But then doesn't that make us kind of like the God complex? Of like, well, you don't deserve my apology because you won't ever appreciate it for what it's worth. You know, like, ah, that's kind of brutal. You were going to say something? Well, another thing that I think may add to the reason why it's so difficult to mm-hmm. confess or to repent is um, Paul talks. I, I've got a lot of thoughts in my mind from Paul right I now <laughs> from Romans, this class and Romans right here. But, you know, Paul, Paul talks a lot about how... Um, a new law exists for Christians, and that is the the law of conscience. Mm. And and the conscience uh, deals a lot with the Holy Spirit working within us. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's a a crucial aspect of both confession and repentance. And again, like you were saying, for some people, I'm probably one of them just like you, confession kind of comes a little easier Mm -hmm. because... I don't know. We we talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's Speak it's easy for, yourself, for us. To, okay, friend. fair enough. <laughs> you know, but it's easy for us to to just say, oh yeah, I, I did that. But to really repent mm-hmm. takes some work on a person's conscience. Mm-hmm. And I think more and more in 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 these days, conscience is becoming kind of a dead thing. Mm. Um, and, and Paul talks about that a lot. Uh, you know, conscience. Uh, there's a problem with conscience. Yeah. Do you have something to? Like a specific point. I was I was looking for a specific text and I and I didn't find okay. it right off the top of my head here. Okay. So I'm I'm read all of I, Romans. I'm encouraging our, our viewers <laughs> to read this book, <laughs> this letter to amazing. the Romans. No, but it's true, and Little I find it absolutely there. fascinating though, because when we read the Bible and like we truly dig into the Bible, mm-hmm. and we understand the behind the scenes of why it's being said, their their problems and the things they're being called out on are the same exact, we've relapsed. Like they may have finally figured it out, been called out, figured it out, and now we have gone and relapsed into the same mindset, the same messed up, you know, aspect of conscience. Like, I know, and maybe it's because I'm so easily to like, oh, my bad, I'm sorry. Um, 
I don't have as guilty of a conscience sometimes because I feel like I just tell everyone when I mess something up. Mm. So I have no problem with that. You know, and so I think it's harder sometimes to take it to a deeper level and to keep yourself in check. Um, But also there's a very huge aspect of pride as well. And and I I think there's maybe a difference maybe between messing up and doing something you need to confess to somebody Mm -hmm. versus the need to actually repent for something. So in other words, if you if you do something wrong against mm-hmm. somebody and it's a trivial thing, mm-hmm. for example, today uh, I was talking to my girlfriend and we were talking about uh, wheels and rims, and I was trying yeah, to explain to her that they were the exact same thing, and she said, "No, they're not. They are they are different." And so we were having this argument, and while we were having this argument, I Googled it because that's what I do, <laughs> and it turns out that she's right, (laughs) that wheels and rims are different things. And so I did confess to her and I said, you're right, I'm wrong. But I don't think that I needed to go to the point of repentance Will I didn't you have forgive to. Me? Yeah, I didn't have to have a broken so heart over this whole thing. <laughs> True. But I did need to confess to her that I now realized, ah, uh, you're right, I'm wrong. And again, that is a typical thing between the two of us. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's a really good point. Is is that we need to make sure to have them very distinctly separated yeah. um, in our minds. So I know that you started giving us examples in Romans, but what are some biblical examples of confession and repentance that may be of help to understand the difference? better maybe well again I think I think uh, people can confess something mm-hmm. without going into repentance even when they need to right and I think Pharaoh uh, is a really good example in Exodus chapter 12 I'm excited Pharaoh and uh, me. yeah <laughs> Pharaoh is a very interesting character um, and, and starting in, in verse 29 and I, I won't mm-hmm. read all of this but the, the basic story is that uh, plagues have been hitting Egypt because mm-hmm. Pharaoh has has um, enslaved God's people. Right. And this is a really big problem. And, uh, and so after the 10th plague, and the 10th one was real serious because the firstborn children in Egypt were killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's serious stuff. And Pharaoh had one of those. He had mm-hmm. a son, you know? And, and his firstborn son, the one that's supposed to, to, to follow him on the throne, yeah. mm-hmm. has been killed. And so Pharaoh, uh, in verse 30 it says, So Pharaoh rose in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. Then he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise, go out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go, serve the Lord as you have hmm. said. Yeah. And as you continue to read through that... This is he, chapter what? This is chapter tw- okay. Uh, 12. Okay. Yeah, chapter 12, starting in verse 29 is where, okay. the, where that kind of starts. Sorry, but as you read through that, you kind of begin to hear a confession of yeah. Pharaoh. I was wrong. You're right. My gods don't really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Your God clearly is the mm-hmm. real God. So mm-hmm. go worship him. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. But you continue through there and you find in, in chapter 14 <laughs> that Pharaoh has not repented. He's confessed that he yeah. was wrong, but he certainly hasn't repented That's and he so goes true. after them. So there's a, an example of, of confession. And then... Repentance. Uh, Again, carry on. Gotta go to (laughs) Paul in Romans. Let's go to Romans. Of course. (laughs) You know, and and in in Romans chapter seven, Uh uh, you find a really interesting um, dialogue between Paul's two, uh, the the two voices in Paul's head. In other words, the voice of good and the voice of evil. And he's really Mm -hmm. having a hard time with this. And he says in, in chapter seven, verse 15, For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. Mm. But what I hate, those are the things that I do. 
And he goes down through that and he's just, it is anguish to his soul. You know, it is mm. tough stuff. And then he comes down to, to verse 24 and he says, the words of a repentant heart, O oh, wretched man that I am, mm. who will deliver me from this body of death. And so that's, that's that brokenness of heart. Um, he confesses that he, can't, mm -hmm. that he can't do what he wants to do, mm -hmm. but he repents. And the cool thing is, got to add the, the, the happy part, is the next yeah. verse. He says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our mm -hmm. Lord. And, and he's acknowledging that it's, that it's through Jesus that he has so salvation. So it's through repentance that peace can come. Absolutely. It makes so much more sense. Absolutely. Can I ask a yes. question? Because Todd, uh, I mean, Ty made an interesting comment with Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at first he was sorry, and then like couple of days later, or maybe the next day later, he changed his mind, mm -hmm. you know, and you look at maybe um, I've heard with Samson, you know, that maybe he wasn't really sorry that um, he messed up, mm -hmm. but sorry that he lost his strength. So can oh, someone be not necessarily repentive or sorry that they um, have uh, messed up or just sorry that they got caught or sorry that they're not in that position anymore. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just wanted to put that out Can there. Can you? Is yeah. that what's the question? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> because I, I think sometimes we get that confused, like, you know, that I'm, the person's not really repentive. Mm -hmm. They're just sorry that they got caught. Well, and I've noticed a trend amongst a lot of people that I've known or just read about, I mean, newspapers and magazines and news in general. You know, there's people that are like, oh, yeah, I totally had an affair. Yeah. And I am so sorry about that. You know, like I've prayed about it and I've, you know, like given it over. But then yeah. it's only, they only apologized or they only repented because they were caught. Exactly. Um, and I think that that's the danger is, is that so often we only come to true repentance when it becomes public and we're humiliated. And so then we have to like counter attack yeah. it by being humble. And it's just like a weird reaction. And I think that we would all naturally mm -hmm. want to fix it or make it look like you truly are repentant, even if you're not. And I don't even think that you have to um, to to be humble per se. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that true repentance, uh, you don't have to be anything. You are. Mm -hmm. In other words, you don't have to actively focus on on I, I'm going to do my best to be humble. It's just that once you have that that broken heart, mm -hmm. you know that how how wretched uh, oh wretched man that I am. Mm -hmm. Once you have that that spirit inside of you, mm -hmm. you are going to be humble because you're broken. Yeah. You don't have to focus on it. You don't have to try to be humble. You just are. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's it's kind of cool because you know when someone is truly yeah. broken down to the core, I think. And um, when you meet people like that, like I said earlier, it's kind of inspiring in a way and terrifying that you have to be that broken sometimes in order to accept help from the outside. Um, you know, in, in response to what Denry was talking about with the confession because you were caught, mm -hmm. I think that's exactly what happened with Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. uh, not because he was caught, per se, but because his son died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you think of somebody special to you that you're told is going to die if you don't do X, Y, or Z, you know? Mm -hmm. And that happens. You're going to start apologizing yeah. pretty quick, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and you're going to confess, I was wrong, you were right, you know, and that's yeah. it. But but it was because his son died. And that's the only reason why mm -hmm. a few days later or, or whatever it is, we don't have a timeline per se, but that's why he went after them again. Mm -hmm. is because right. that repentance didn't, didn't occur. It was because something bad had happened right. to him. 
And I guess when we look at that, in what ways are confession and repentance then related to, I mean, the theme of this quarter is revival and reformation. So how do they kind of connect the two topics? When you realize that you've messed up, and I think this goes into all what we've been saying, um, revival now is like, okay, I've messed up and I need some change. I need change outside of myself. Mm -hmm. I need the Holy Spirit to to give me that new boost, to give me that new power, mm-hmm. to to make it, to 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 become that new person. Mm-hmm. Whereas what we were saying before, I'm sorry I got caught. I'm not mm-hmm. really. I'm just sorry I got caught. Person who's really really repentive, they want that revival. They want that change now. Mm-hmm. They want God to to change them, give them that new birth. They may be baptized. Right. You know, they may or uh, 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 rededicate themselves to God, but they they want a change. And it comes from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it goes along with when you can tell someone's truly repenting and sorry, you can also tell when someone's truly having a revival moment. Mm. You know, and so they kind of go hand in hand. And I think also confession is sometimes out of guilt and reform is sometimes out of guilt (laughs) as well. So they kind of go hand in hand in the same way because reform honestly terrifies me that word just in general <laughs> well and I think that that the way that we're using here with revival and reformation I think it's meant in a positive light but yeah. I do think that when we think of of confession and repentance in terms of revival and reformation I do think it's probably an accurate thing to say that in order to have repentance mm-hmm. you must first have confession mm-hmm. in other words confession can lead to repentance but it might not but mm-hmm. you can't be re- repentant unless you confess. Right. You, you have to acknowledge that there's something wrong about yourself. So they're all stepping stones on each other to get to revival, they if are. you will. So there's the confession and then the, you know, whole mm-hmm. repentance act. And then there's reformation, maybe, and then revival. Well, it may be just a personal reform in your uh-huh. own life, okay. a, a changing of... I think you mentioned it earlier, the idea of, of repentance being a, a turning around point mm-hmm. where, you, where you change your ways. Mm-hmm. You know, you, 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 there, there's a definitive switch in the actions that you're taking. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, <clears throat> Denry mentioned the possibility of rebaptism in that, in that repentance and reformation stage. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really cool idea. And I, I know a lot of people who have done that. But I think for some of us, um, I probably wouldn't feel comfortable being rebaptized because I have been. But I think a, a really cool thing that we can do as Christians mm-hmm. when we're in that stage of repentance mm-hmm. is to take part in the Lord's Supper. Yeah. Uh, I think awesome. communion is such a such a powerful time to, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to humble yourself as you as you kneel down in front in front of somebody else and wash their feet mm-hmm. and then remember Jesus sacrifice. Like, you know, again, Paul, I thank <laughs> God through Jesus Christ. It's true. Um, so I think, I think that that communion thing is a really powerful and special thing Very in the whole true. repentance. Very true. Yeah. And I think that that's cool because we do give that option yeah. within our system a lot to have, you know, all, you know, the Lord's Supper, you know, however we go about it. But I think that so often we go in and go, it's a checklist as opposed to yeah. actually remembering why it is and all that stuff. So that's very cool. Um, so going off of this, why is confession considered to be healing for the soul? Um, we talk a lot about the nitty-gritty of it, but what does it actually do for us? Confession heals your soul because first you are broken by the things Mm -hmm. that you do, and then because you've repented and you've confessed everything, like, Mm -hmm. it's a weight lifted off of you, Mm -hmm. and it kind of, it just 
it heals your soul. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's true. And sometimes we don't notice the healing unless we are wounded, if yeah. that makes sense. You know, I, I had foot surgery a couple years ago and I used to skateboard and like surf and I had fairly good balance. And then like I'd got on a skateboard and just like wiped out and I never realized mm -hmm. how much I relied on that. And then when it was gone for that second, it was just, I didn't realize how much healing I had to do and how, you know, like far mm -hmm. back I had gone, you know, just overnight in essence. And I know that's a really lame example of it, but it's interesting to know, you know, when you realize how sick you are, or how broken you are to realize how much healing there is out there and to find something that can heal you. I mean, if someone were to tell me that I could heal overnight when I got wounded, I'd be like, all right, let's do this. You know? <laughs> and yeah, so it's, it's true. It's a very soothing you know, thing. Um, mm -hmm. Referring to healing from the soul, you know, I have um, two relatives that they had some disagreement in the past years ago mm -hmm. and they refuse to make amends. Mm. And when you speak to both of them, Mm -hmm. two different individuals mm -hmm. compared to when I was, you know, I uh, grew up with them, you mm -hmm. know, the attitude, they're always talking about the other person. They, I mean, um, they're never happy. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can just see like there's this, this anger and just say, mention the other person's name. Oh, and you would never think that these two, these two persons were brothers, mm. but all it takes is one of them to say, you know what? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Whether you feel you're sorry or not, whether it's, I mean, whether it's your fault or not, mm -hmm. just say I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And I think if they did that, even the strongest men would just, the tears would just mm -hmm. come out, the healing would begin. And I think we all need to do that, you know, realize that in, when we say I'm sorry, confess our sins, and realize that we are, 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 are humans and, and we fall, the healing process begins. And I find it interesting because I wonder how much of the community around them, you know, the family are being affected by these two people not being able to be broken down, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's like we watch these things within our churches, within our schools and homes and stuff, and we see two people just being stubborn, yeah. then what do you do? You know, <laughs> like yeah. it's just, it affects everyone around you. And yeah. so there is a need, you know, to maybe step it up and realize where you're going wrong and be, you know, very self-aware maybe is a good word for it. In, in your introduction, mm -hmm. you referred to um, the leaders. Mm -hmm. And I think you have leaders and you don't have to put your business out there. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's what confessing means to put your business out there. Right. It, you know, admit that you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about necessary immoral sins like, you know, right. I've done adultery, but even at a business meeting, mm -hmm. my point was wrong. Mm -hmm. And when the members see that, they like they respect you because That's they true. see that you are human and this this thing about salvation means something to you. Right. And I think that's where the difference comes in between managers and leaders. Yeah. Managers are there to get the job done, leaders are to show a different way. Exactly. And to pave a way. And I think that's a very interesting thought. Well, we are running out of time. Are there anything anything you'd like to say in maybe ten seconds? <laughs> well, <laughs> to make this a practical thing, uh -huh. I think one way that we can help others uh, <clears throat> towards repentance and confession is I think number one we need to be very careful about not judging people. Concur. We all have problems and when we when we point out somebody else's problems we need to point yeah. back at ourselves and say we've got that too and yeah. I think that will help others. That's a great great point. Well thank you guys so much <laughs> for being on the panel. If you would like to contact us please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org that's www.sabbathschool.org. You can also join us on Facebook right off of our site. For Sabbath School University, I'm Sarah Mae Cloan, and we will see you next week.